0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everybody. And we are finally here. The 2021 NFL Draft Week is officially underway, and of course, folks, in the home city of Cleveland, Ohio, Locked On Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Locked On Browns, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it is the all-new Odyssey app, make sure you are following Locked On Browns, five-star ratings, written reviews. Quick thing, um, obviously, yes, there's been an issue with iTunes. iTunes is going through some massive upgrades. Um, some of the earlier shows from Locked On got hit earlier in the week. Um, Seems somewhere either mid Thursday, late Thursday, Locked on Browns got caught into the upgrade um, and not back to normal yet. Um, I am going to push Spotify. I'm going to push Odyssey. I will push it through the megaphone app. Look, people got to hear the shows. This is the last week. This is an important week. Um, until iTunes is up and running, you'll see me pushing the show through uh, and uh, many other listening streams until iTunes has Locked on Browns back up and running. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by. Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Joining me here today from Sports Illustrated's Browns Digest, Mr. Pete Smith at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Pete, it's been a long, long one. Uh, last year, obviously, we were given more opportunities as far as you know, bigger thresholds, the combine, things of that nature. This year, um, only limited to pro days, the draft one year later. Um, I think we can all agree with every ounce of breath in our lungs, let's just do
0: this already. Yeah, I think every year, uh, I I wish the draft was at least a week earlier than it is. Uh, This year in particular, because there's been less to sort of do. But uh, a couple of days away, uh, I think it's interesting this year, just because there's so many differing opinions. That seems, I think, a little bit more unusual than normal years, which is great. But um, I'm I'm more than ready to to get it going.
1: Uh, Pete, you published and I saw I saw final Pete, so we're gonna quote you on final. Yeah, I'm done. Your final mock draft. Final mock draft over at Browns Digest on SI today, guys. If you haven't checked it out, si.com. Go ahead and give it a peek. Uh, some thoughts here on this, Pete. And this is where, uh, you know, look, obviously, you know, folks like Pete, folks like myself, we don't have the influence. And we're going to get to this in the segments, the second segment. And then we'll do some listener questions after that, where final mocks maybe will start to tell the tale a little bit more. Uh, but, Pete, go ahead. Make your uh, case. Make your pitch. Um, certainly some guys in there we've talked about for months and some guys we've kind of fell in love with and we thought will be some – perfect pairings uh, for this Browns franchise, not only for 2021, but going further.
0: Well, it just seems like the, the the corners that the Browns will love and maybe the pass rushers the Browns will love will be gone. Uh, and if that's the case, then they may be taking the best player available. Um, you know, again, today, another day full of opinions that don't seem to like him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> basically, they end up taking – uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, basically, the idea being that uh, I, you know I think he's got an argument to be the second best receiver in the draft, uh, a strong one. He's, you put him in the SEC, and maybe in a whole different story. But yes, go ahead. Uh, that uh, he um, is, uh, you know, a top twenty player, uh, and that that's going to end up being just a better value than taking sort of the next pass rusher or the next corner. Uh, And, and, you know, they say it every year at some point, you know, people have to listen that they're going to emphasize value. They're going to emphasize long-term investments. Uh, If, if Bateman is good, it's a great long-term investment. It's going to allow them to transition from at least one of those contracts next year uh, that, you know, that are going to be, problematic uh there's no other way to put it they are they are uh an issue uh so right now you get instant pop in the offense Rashad bateman Rashad bateman uh can stretch the field uh i think he can win at every level uh he's a guy who can take a drag to, and and make yards after the catch i think in that respect he could fit really really nicely across Rodell Beckham uh I, I, you know he's got a profile that can be a multiple time pro bowler uh so to me, I think that you know that's where I had them going. Basically, they take the best player on the board. That's not going to be one of those positions. Um, they come back. I had them trade up from the third round, uh, giving up 89, 91, and 132 to get a pick in the 50s uh, along with a six-round pick so they could go up and get Peyton Turner from Houston, who I think is a guy this team will adore. Uh, based on what they seem to like in defensive linemen. he's got that inside outside versatility. He's prototypical size, over you know hair over six five, thirty five inch plus arms, uh, two hundred seventy pounds about there. So he does all the things they seem to really like about Jadeveon Clowney. That they like about Malik Jackson. That they 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 like about Miles Garrett. He's sort of that next guy, and though you know gear. Uh, Clowney and Takiris McKinley are on one year contracts. So I think that's going to be a worthwhile investment anyway. They get a, a young player that they can sort of develop in that in that mold. Uh, they still have the other second-round pick. So with that one, I, I had them take Paulson Adebo. Um, I'm, pr- I'm probably a bigger fan of him than the Browns are, but we'll see. He – in 2018, he looked like he was going to be a first-round pick. In uh, yep. 2019, not as good. In 2020, he he opted out, uh, as did a lot of Pac uh, Pac 12 players. Uh, Stanford was one of the harder hit schools because of the amount of uh, state law issues that impacted them, as well as the wildfires. But Adebo is a really smart kid, physically ridiculously talented. He's got good size. He's about basically six one, two hundred pounds, with ridiculously loose hips. Uh, he can play the ball really, really well, but he gambles and he will lose at times. But he's also one of the best playmakers at corner. Uh, he's got eight interceptions over the past two years. He makes a ton of plays on the ball. Uh, he can he can come up and tackle, but he is a former wide receiver that's still sort of getting adjusted. And, you know, with the, the coaching staff the Browns have and having Joe Woods, whose background is almost entirely on DBs, that may be the exact type of guy he likes that there there is this much talent sitting there that if they can get him consistent uh that he can be he can he can reach the 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 level of what could have been a first round uh pick he his he can do some ridiculous impressive things on the field and with this this defensive setup that might be exactly what they want if you view defense through the lens of causing turnovers as opposed to trying to make stops uh he may be a tremendous fit. Uh so they don't pick again until the fourth round. I had them take Bobby Brown in the third. Uh, he scares the crap out of me. Uh but he's also 20 years old and six foot four, 320 pounds and physically ridiculous. Uh his tape, the highlights are fantastic. He's he's a roller coaster, peaks and valleys. Uh he when he thinks he can make a play he goes super hard. When he doesn't it seems like he's not as engaged. Uh, you know, so he he only had 10, 10 tackles this season, but 7.5 of those were tackles for loss and five and a half sacks. Uh, so he's got tremendous ability, uh, and it's all about consistency and he might be the exact type of guy they would like to put behind Andrew Billings, uh, in that type of defensive scheme. And then, uh, the rest of the draft is, is largely DBs, uh, I grab uh, Darren Hall from San Diego State, who the Browns have had for a visit. Yeah, uh, he's super young, twenty years old. Good profile, has safety experience
1: has cornerback experience.
0: Doesn't have a ton of length, uh, but he's really hyper competitive, good energy guy, uh, and, and he's got really he's got good production. Both him and Nate Hobbs, who I took in the seventh round at Illinois, uh, have you know, profiles that suggest they have Pro Bowl upside. Um, So that's really the mindset there is that they're just young players that, in the case of Hobbs, he hasn't really put it together yet, but his athleticism is ridiculous. He's got great size. He's almost 200 pounds uh, with ridiculous explosion. And, uh, you know, how much of that is Illinois was awful and he was basically the only thing on it? I don't know. But for the seventh round, I'm fine with it. I took Buddy Johnson because I really like Buddy Johnson uh, out of that Texas a and defense along with Bobby Brown. The double third. Dip,
1: double dipped.
0: Uh, at, well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe the SEC thing has some legs there. And then the uh, other pick I took was Derek Forrest from Cincinnati, uh, who's a Columbus kid. Uh, again, another one with ridiculous athleticism. Had a, a really productive junior year. He may be more suited I certainly more students play strong safety than than free and he might be more likely to contribute at rover than either but he's definitely somebody who should play on special teams uh, he's incredibly fast offer size he plays bigger than than he looks uh, or I should say he looks big in the way he plays he's a big strong kid who who likes to hit people so you know so much of those that that the, those last four picks is about trying to refill. They're special teams where they lost so many guys. But uh, they don't make nine picks. They make eight. Uh, and they, they go and get players that I think they're going to – in this draft, I think teams who are smart are going to try to get best player available type picks. And in some cases, the Browns may want to position themselves to do that. So as much as people are you know already unhappy about the idea of taking a receiver, some are – uh, in the first pick, they do get the two biggest needs they have on uh, in that second round, but it's really more about the players and what they can offer. Like Peyton Turner just screams what I think the Browns want in that position, so that's why I think he could be a guy they specifically target to go get.
1: And look, Pete, as we always talk about with day three, and we've talked about this from the inception of me taking this over, is gamble on athletes, trust your coaches to take care of the rest Uh, folks. I will probably uh, put it out sometime on Wednesday. uh, You know, so you have 24 to 36 hours, my final mock draft for the Browns. Uh, You'll also get uh, my first round mock draft at that time as well. We're going to go to uh, move on to the next segment here as we start to look eyes to expert mock drafts that come out this week. Um, Whether you agree or not, um, these mock drafts are based on the fact that they want to be as accurate as possible. So you're certainly going to open your eyes to that. More coming on Locked On Browns. Pete Smith joins along for the ride. Hey, Cleveland Browns fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, total minus D, text DRAFT to 231-231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by TestaFan, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Mugenix Therma, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. Again, that's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, almost soon, Petey, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason NuGenix has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online. This week has tons of sport action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the triple grant crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Go ahead, Pete. I hear you.
0: Does, uh, does Nugenix help out the uh, free t- testosterone for a 53-year-old man? I don't know. We'll ask
1: Stephen Thomas and see if that's something he might be interested in. Steve, we kid. Oh. I love you, Steve. I kid. I kid. I kid. Uh, first one today and getting into expert mocks, and they kind of maybe tell a pretty good tale. Peter King releases his final mock today. And looking at it, Pete, it got to be a nightmare scenario essentially for the Browns. Top four wide receivers, Bateman included, was off the board. Cornerbacks off the board. The Browns were in a position where he had them trading up with the Indianapolis Colts and uh, drafting at 21 overall. Uh, Jeremiah Ousu karamoa out of Notre Dame. We've talked about the player. We've talked about the fit. Anybody, again, to call him a linebacker, is doing the player an injustice. Very similar to Isaiah Simmons last year out of Arizona athletic Pete the thing I love about him is he has complete disregard for his body and you know it it goes back to the old you know Rocky four you know whatever he hits he destroys um fun player um certainly would be a specialized package player uh you know for the Browns in 2021 as you try to and this is the thing is I remember we discussed this last year with Isaiah Simmons is it's great to have these players with all these versatility but it's it's another thing to find a way to perfectly blend it in with a, the scheme of your defense, the focus of your defense, and the fact that you have 10 other moving parts on your defense
0: as well. Yeah. I don't think the Browns would trade up for him, but he is a very nice player and he does fit the Brown scheme really, really well, even more so now that they have Jadevian and Clowney, uh, because if they're going to protect the, the second level defenders, that really plays to his strengths because he doesn't take on contact very well. Uh, but, he he would go into the safety room uh, because that's where they view that position uh, of Rover. Uh, and then he could also potentially more likely would be the dime linebacker. Uh, so, you know, if he's sitting there, I could see the Browns take him uh, and continue to add to that element uh, of the defense, but I don't see any, any reason why they would trade up for it. Um, they're, they're more, prudent, valuable options that they could take without moving. So if he's there, sure. If not, I don't think they're going to go get him.
1: And it could also lead to a scenario where, you know, maybe you're going to duck on down, uh, you know, and maybe recoup a pick for 2022 or even take one back for 2021, giving you ammunition maybe to trade up again later and maybe, you know, try to continue that trend we've been talking about with Pete here of trying to at least, you know, double dip within the top 50. Um, from Lane Atkins of the OBR put out in a piece today, Pete, um, folks, if you haven't make sure your OBR is part of, you know, your draft coverage package. And of course your Browns coverage, um, mentioning that maybe Micah Parsons, there are they listed that there were a number of teams where Micah Parsons was not found within maybe top 40, top 50 on a draft board.
0: It's character. Uh, he has major question marks, uh. It's not just one issue and certainly the most major one, uh, you know, depending on how much truth there is in those lawsuits, which his name is later dro- uh, dropped from, but he's had issues going, you know, in high school that uh, are, are confirmed uh, just not good in, in terms of decision-making. Uh, General
1: and, dumbass reading.
0: And, and you know, he, he, he may be a kid that just uh, – isn't going to grow up fast enough for teams. And I think he's going to be a lot to handle Now that doesn't mean that somebody might not take him early, very early, but if he's sitting around and not getting picked um, that's entirely about his character. And there are concerns, obviously. Uh, I know you had John Costco on and said he's useless in coverage. I mean, he, he's a whirling dervish in terms of everything else. So maybe there's teams that really like that. But you know if you're taking that type of player you want three down linebacker ability and i don't think he offers it along with the other stuff so i i don't see i i've never never thought the bronze would be in on him like yeah no. he just it just stands out like he he's a problem they don't want to deal with or you know and, and maybe he goes on to be great and 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 you, you know that's fine but it, it's all about is the juice worth the squeeze on this in terms of risk? And I don't think the Browns think he is.
1: Well, and for me, and and this is the one that really, for me, makes it more difficult. Um, The high school incident, yeah, it was a really stupid and probably an immature act. The stuff we're talking about from Penn State, this Mm. is, it's worse. Well, It's worse. It's not only what you no, but, but you were an idiot at 16, 17 years old, and then you graduated
0: to almost a scumbag at 19, 20. Well, but, but the thing that fascinates me about the the lawsuit is the player whose name was not dropped is a Miami Dolphin, which is Yeter mm-hmm. Gross Matos, uh, the defensive edge rusher. So, you no, know, I'm you know you're sitting there going, what the hell were you know how did that go? Like where were the dolphins? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And maybe they, they, they did their own research and found, you know, they they were comfortable and and had no issues, but it just like, that's the thing is like, you know, you go to this lawsuit and people push back and say, well, his name was dropped from it. And they're right. That's a hundred percent what happened, but you read the accusations and and you realize you see, keep seeing gross Mato's name on there. And you're like, wait a minute, his name was never dropped from this. And yet here he is. So I don't know. Maybe the Dolphins will take Parsons too, uh, and and just keep keep adding to that position. But uh, or that group. We only have to pay the lawyer, but, then that's good. But yeah, well, I mean, convenience <laughs> certainly. Uh, but yeah, that's one of those things where you, you read that and you're just like, what the hell is going on at Penn State?
1: Well, and the other thing is, these incidents were going on at Penn State. I mean, all that went on there at that university. I'll let that go from here, though. Um, Another one is, it seems, and Pete, I'll give you kudos here. Uh, You were way early on the game. I remember you pushing him to me. Uh, Elijah Moore, and I forget where this was come. Maybe it was Peter King. Maybe it was somebody else. Elijah Moore looking more and more on a lot of NFL boards as being the consensus number four wide receiver. Not a shock on Rashad Bateman, who's a fantastic player, but certainly a push for a player. You know, Size is obviously not ideal. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all on a terrible old Miss team. There was one consistent, and it was Elijah Moore, which puts into perspective that you know around twenty-six or around that range for the Browns. Now you're talking four corners, maybe what three to four edges, four to five wide receivers. A nice rise for Moore, but it makes for hopefully a really good situation for the Browns when you get around twenty-six
0: yeah it was todd mcshay uh the oh there you seventh, go and i don't know what i take away from that um that's true <laughs> because i you know i i have a hard time seeing every team saying that Devontae smith is a top four receiver i think there are teams that will love him but i think there are teams who will not even consider him uh for better or worse so that's where it, where it's scary you know that's where I, I i think it's kind of sketchy um and it does you know I, I don't know what that says about rashad bateman obviously i i love elijah moore i would have no problem if the Browns took him 26th um he's a great player um uh, so i you know i get it i i have i have less questions about Devonte smith or i should say i have less questions about elijah Moore than i do Devonte smith so I'm you know whatever like is it possible that those four receivers could all go and then the Browns take Rashad Bateman in 26 I guess so uh so that again this is one of those things where I don't know what to really make of that and who's tell? you know the other thing is who's telling him this and how many teams are telling him this like I think he just said teams or every team I talk to well if that's one or two. Well, and even
1: still, though, you could be talking to a wide receiver coach who just says, Yeah, I like Elijah Moore better than Rashad Bateman.
0: Yeah. So I, I,
1: and then I don't you know. take it and you snowball it down the hill.
0: It's always just nice to uh, see, uh, you know, good talking up a, a guy like Elijah Moore because I think he's outstanding. But other than that, I don't really get much out of that. Understood.
1: Understood. We are going to get to some of the listener questions here. Um, obviously, everybody has a bunch on their mind here. Um, As we get closer and closer at the time of this recording, we're about uh, 72 hours away from the uh, festivities kicking off uh, in Cleveland. Uh, For everybody going, enjoy yourselves. Absolutely have a blast. Of course, be safe, be smart. We'll get to the listener questions here. Again, as Sports Illustrated, Pete Smith joins me, your host, Jeff Lloyd, on the latest Locked on Browns. The improved bill bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-fiber, high-protein, I'm sorry, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great with your keto diet. The flavor profile on your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. First question, and this is from Aaron – I just want to make sure I got it right – Aaron Trigg. Does Baker Mayfield get his extension before the start of the season, Pete, or will they wait?
0: Uh, I, I assume he's going to get it done this summer. Um, I, I have no reason not to believe that. I mean, I, I – I, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield basically talking about his contract. It's not – what he he doesn't think about it because he ha- lets his agent handle that uh so they're going to keep talking about it and they'll update him as necessary but i i don't think he's worried about it i think he basically trusts them to 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 knock it out so um i think he you know there's there's certain players that are more focused on that than others i, don't, I he doesn't strike uh that way to me i think if the agents get the deal they they're looking for, then he'll sign it. If they don't, then maybe this waits. But I think the Browns in particular want to get this one done. Um, now as opposed to later. And by now, I mean the summer, um, because they do see a real way to save money down the road. Uh, and, and, you know, whether he's not pay, may not be paying attention to Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, but, but I think the Browns are uh, and some of these other contracts that are coming up. So I think it will happen. Uh, I think it's in everybody's best interest and certainly Mayfield's to, you know, sign up for how, you know, a hundred and something million dollars with however much money of that would be guaranteed instantly. I, like, no, he doesn't have to do it that way, but um, it's certainly nice to be able to say, you know, no matter what happens from here, I'm getting X amount of dollars uh, in the, you know, $50 million range. So I, I think it's in everybody's interest to get that one done sooner than later.
1: Um, And look, for the Browns to get it done um, this summer, um, if everybody has all these high hopes and anticipation for what the 2021 NFL season could be, uh, yeah, you might want to get that done this summer before the price tag jumps another $100 million. From let's see here, believe land Andy. Why are some of the national guys so high on Baron Browning? And also, Pete, I guess I'll add this one. Um Pete Werner, a late round, late round one first late first round pick.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, so Baron Browning is freakishly athletic. He's also an awful linebacker. Uh it's one of those oh, we can fix him, we
1: can do it, we can just tweak this, tweak that and we've got that player but you well, don't gamble on if, that high. Go if ahead. you're
0: one of these people who looks at Zayvon Collins and goes he can be an edge player then you know you're you're just as well off doing that with Baron Browning around later. Um neither of those interest me at all in that scenario but if you're going to do it I mean that's that's the best case for Baron Browning he he it doesn't he doesn't process quickly enough to make that athleticism uh, worth it at linebacker. Uh, He has had a lot of success um, lining up as an edge guy. You know, it's sort of taking a leap of faith because it is a a limited amount of snaps to do it. I I think it's more than Zayvon Collins, though. He's got like a hundred and something uh, snaps on the edge. So he's got – Baron Browning has more, um, but it's like – you know, this is one of those things. Like you can see the Patriots do this and and sort of throw him at at quarterbacks from various spots. So maybe that's something that happens. As for Pete Warner, I've watched Ohio State's linebackers; they all sucked. Uh, I want no part of any of them. I, I don't. I don't understand how we're cramming more linebackers into this first round uh, when this is bad <laughs> like I, I like Jamin Davis is a perfect example. I, I, I love his tape. Uh, I think he's a genuine artist at, at beating blocks and sort of sifting his way through the line of scrimmage to make plays. Uh, and he tested out of this world. He has like 30-some coverage reps. You know, like, that. And, and you're going, well, that's enough for the first round. Well, then what are we doing? Like, that's that's where I, I get lost with this. I don't understand where we're trying to find more linebackers to, to ram up here. And I think this is one of those things where, you know, especially Zayman, seeing if we're look, looking to play less of them. <laughs> yeah, like based on what you know, I I don't see why Zavin Collins is a first round pick, to put it bluntly. Uh I think if you're gonna take a first round linebacker, I think Jamin Davis has the best case, but none of them are, are, are all that good. Uh I, I think it's one of those where we'll probably see like one go. I would be thrilled. Don't get me wrong. There are thirty one other teams who I think would be great fits for Pete Werner. I think he'd be an outstanding pick. Uh, for like the Bengals. Oh, if he he should go top twenty-five. There's no doubt about it. Of course. So, but I I don't get it, and I don't get what teams, particularly in the AFC conference, are seeing that goes. Yeah, we need more more of these that aren't going to help us. Maybe maybe they're they're doing it to, uh, in particular, to try to stop the Browns. I don't know, but I I, I don't get it. I don't get it either.
1: And we'll go with this last one and final one here. Well, at least from you listeners, from the folks at the Feeling Dangerous podcast, would you rather the Browns get one of the top four cornerbacks in the draft, Pete, or make a trade for Stephon Gilmore?
0: I guess that depends who you think the top four corners are. I assume it's Sertan, J.C. Horn, and then are we saying that Caleb Farley and, and, and Newsom are the other two? Um, yes, sir. I don't want to trade up period. Um, So I I guess the question is what, what what do I have to give up for Stefan Gilmore? I'm interested in that. I'm even more interested in that. If if, say where the Browns were to take Elijah Moore or uh, Rashad Bateman in the first round to decide this clunky contract isn't worth its time, worth, worth its weight anymore. And you clean up a bunch of cap space and then trade for him. So you can sort of, I think, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say that if he, Gilmore was traded, I think it becomes a nine million dollars salary. So, yeah, with th- a contract th- extension coming. Well, I, would you? Because he's he's like $3, Well, I don't million. want him for one year.
1: I don't want to give up a high pick to just have him for one
0: year. So yeah. So that's that's the issue. I I don't love either option, but I think um, if you're pushing into win all all in, uh, then. In so in so far as what that really means, if you're getting rid of one obnoxious contract to bring him in, then I get it. Uh, I don't know what you give up for that though, and that could be tricky. And you know, it's not like the Patriots. Patriots clearly think they're better than than we do by signing all these players. So I don't know if they're in a hurry to move on Gilmore, but it, it, at least it is still feasible that that could happen.
1: Okay, and final one from me, my compadre, is Christian Barmer. Christian Barmer. Truly that good at a defensive tackle, or is it that he just has nobody else on his tier?
0: I think I think it's entirely a product of not having anyone on his tier. I don't think he's going to go in the first round. Um, well, how he the, could. The latest uh, talks
1: certainly aren't good. And, and look, you know Alabama. We all know Alabama. We all know Nick Saban. Nick Saban will tell you the truth if you ask him. Um, look, folks, there's a certain linebacker here that we went through this two years ago. Everybody screamed and yelled at Pete Nye. And you're all now standing on the same freaking boat that we set to shore, set out to sea with, where he said, Young man's not ready. He shouldn't leave. Now, if there's things coming out of Alabama, you usually tend to, kind of to believe it because Nick Saban doesn't it, roll no punches and he certainly doesn't have to kiss anyone's ass because he can get any five star recruit in the country that he wants to come to his school. But if something leaks out like that, and apparently there was an incident at some sort of camp or where, you know, Warren Sapp was trying to work with the young man and he kind of blew Warren Sapp off. So that makes it maybe two incidents. And look, he wouldn't be the first kid that ever came into the NFL draft process who thought he was 10 times better than he already was,
0: thought he knew everything, and turned out to be dead wrong. Well, Warren Sapp, you know, take it for what it's worth, thinks he's dumb. <laughs> um so that's Hot its gallon. own, yeah. Like that's its own thing. We're talking me. about the same
1: Warren Sapp who had to sell his own shoes because he had no money. But go ahead.
0: Uh, I uh, I think Ross Blacklock that came out last year is a better prospect, and we'll see what Blacklock does. He wasn't great his his rookie year with the Texans, but I think he was better. Well, he's he-
1: also in a spot to die. That is not the best place to be playing, right? Yeah,
0: now. he uh, <laughs> he went like forty fourth, I think, last year um, to the Texans. I think he's a better prospect. I think if Barmore goes where he should, he's a second round player, but this could be a bad draft class. Uh, And he, you know, Barmore has way too much boomer bust to me. Um, So I I don't think he's that, that guy. Uh, But there are people who, who think he's fantastic. Uh, I know, uh Matt Miller thinks he's going to be like the first or second defensive player off the board or something or or somebody told him that or whatever that translates to. Oh that's the way it always goes, Pete. <laughs> uh so I I don't know what team would be doing that but I hope they screams do. Screams
1: Raiders. That's what it screams to me. Raiders. That'd be,
0: That'd be great. I would love that. So I I I I hate him for the Browns. I I'd like he is a one gap player and that could be really valuable, but I'm just not into this defensive tackle class.
1: Well, and the other thing also is, is look, if there's anything of a laissez-faire attitude with a player, I don't think it's going to fly here. Um, I don't think it's something they're looking for. Um, you know, and look, I mean, folks can obviously, you know, and, and prospects can hide you know you who they truly are. Um, but the Browns are not looking for, you know, any issues whatsoever. Come on in, get your work done. And right now, anybody we're drafting, we're at this point, not necessarily guaranteeing a starting spot to anybody that we draft in the 2021 NFL draft, which is an absolute gorgeous position to be in. He is Pete Smith from Browns Digest through SportsIllustrated.com. Pete and the team but busting it. Uh, about to get a little bit of time here, where soon enough in a couple of weeks, where they can relax a little bit. Uh, check Pete out podcast-wise, also with Sean Stevenson, uh, a new uh, little project for Pete with our good friend Browns Babe. And, uh, I guess now we can actually say it, it's out there. So Nicole Chatham as well. So check that podcast out um you know we we'll have a bunch of coverage here coming throughout the week um i'm going to go off the rails i mean I, i'm almost to the point where i'm just aggravated that nothing new has been put out through you guys through iTunes which is the main source of how this show is listened to in almost 96 hours so i'm going to be going like a darn madman here over the next few days um if iTunes is not rectified i will start tweeting out and getting you guys 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 and gals every other link possible to the show. So, you know, I feel bad. It it hurts me that, you know, information and shows are not getting to you. Trust me, you guys know me. I I spend as much time doing this. It it irks me that it's not here for you. Make sure you are following Pete, of course, at underscore Pete Smith, underscore me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd DMs are open Uh, questions, ideas, hit me up guys. You know that. Um, No, no fantasy football league requests. So stop with those ones guys, but anything else you want to talk ball Sure, we're here for that. Uh, Locked on uh, Browns, uh, follow back account. DMs are open over there as well. Whether it is iTunes, come on back. We miss the iTunes, Spotify, or Audis, uh, the brand new Odyssey app. Make sure you are following Locked on Browns. Five star ratings, written reviews. Thank you, everybody, so much. We are closing in, only a few days away. Um, all the talk, the nuance, the time spent on it. It ain't going to mean a hill of beans once. We hear that the Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock come Thursday night. Let's all enjoy it. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.